Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and welcome to another edition of Three Yards for Carry. I'm Alfredo RIT. I got uh, Chris Kaufman is here after a, a brief uh, hiatus, although he is deteriorating. How, I'm how, deteriorating. How, I'm, I'm yeah. sinking fast. I'm sinking uh, okay. fast. So, well, we'll see. We'll see in about 28 minutes or so. <laughs> oh, oh, you are. That's where I plan to have. That was, that was oddly specific. Yeah, yeah, because I'm planning about a 30 minute show here. Um, there's not too much to talk about, it's just reinforcing some of the stuff we talked about last week. Uh, well, let's hope your time management is better than uh, Mike McDaniels. Yes. Well, I'm going to try. Uh, we might talk a little bit about that as well, because there's there's a tie in there to, to Mike McDaniel. Simon Clancy is not here because he's under the weather. Uh, he has COVID again, which is some kind of new record for the UK. It's his third or fourth time. With- is, I, I think it might be his third, but he's had he's had a tough time with him, too. Like he's he's not. He's not got off easy on any no. any time that he that he had it. Yeah, no, it's been bad. Uh, this show is brought to you by Prize Picks, and it's a big week for Prize Picks because they're giving you a free square. Uh, Patrick Mahomes over half a yard. Do you think he throws more than than half a yard, Chris? I'm gonna say mostly sure that he will. Okay, so if you take the over, there might be some 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 maniac out there that takes the under. But if you take the over, I'm suggesting you take the over, by the way, on half a yard passing for Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Okay. If you take that's the over, sage, it's a free that's square. That's sage wisdom right there. Yeah, it's a free square toward your parlay. Like, you got to be kidding me, right? Deposit $100, use the promo code 5, F-I-V-E, and they give you a one-time rollover, and they're giving you a free square Patrick Mahomes. Like, at this point, you got to be, I don't know, insane to not take this offer. Go to Price Picks. They've been with us for two and a half years five f-i-v-e and of course we're brought to you by better edge go to betteredge.com slash the number five reasons you get 25 dollars just for signing up and at some point in this show you're going to hear drizzly.com uh new sponsor to the show it'll be their second time running on this show and we're very proud to have them as a new sponsor all right now that we got all of that out of the way uh i get to to run some things by you that happened last week that you weren't here to comment I guess you oh, know no. Vic, Vic Fangio is 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 official. I, I don't think we, there's much to say about that until he has his presser next week. But Matt Matt Applebaum got canned last week. Oh. Simon Simon was kind of shocked about it. 
uh, I really like the Matt Applebaum. I thought he did a great job. Uh, I kind of enjoyed talking to him. Uh, needless to say, I think we're losing a source on the show. <laughs> he, was, he was pretty friendly to me as I, as I talked to him. Uh, do you get it? Do you understand why? Did this um, catch you I, by surprise? Yeah, it did. It, it caught uh, it caught us by surprise because one of the things about the offensive line this year is that um, considering the the carousel of trash that went through some of the positions, um, not all the positions, obviously, but you know some of them throughout the year. Carousel uh, the result, of trash. <laughs> well, I mean, there it was. It was kind of amazing that they were able to like like there were bad players in there that were looking like you know meh, maybe not that bad sometimes you know like and and so they got by the bottom line is they got by they got by with you know the the guys that they had at right tackle the you know the, the Liam Eikenberg and Robert Jones left guard you know it, it it seemed like they got by and it was it was sort of a testament to the coaching or so we thought. Uh, but one thing to keep in mind is that they hit, they did build in a lot of redundancies on the coaching staff uh, in the offensive line room um, because, you know, yes, Matt Applebaum was the offensive line coach, but he has not one but two offensive line coach assistants and Mike Person and the guy who was the offensive line coach last year, Lemuel Jean-Pierre. And then you've got Frank Smith, the offensive coordinator, who is a former offensive line coach himself and uh and you know clearly clearly knows what he's doing right there so there are so many redundancies on that staff that i guess we wouldn't really know if uh if if matt applebaum was the loose wheel like you know because we just we just don't have a grasp of that sort of nuance inside the of what's going on behind the scenes so i guess we shouldn't have been totally shocked by it but it was still surprising yeah, what's interesting also is the 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 story that got out, you know, connected to this, which is that Frank Smith had to help with the offensive line room, and Mike McDaniel wanted more experience and a guy to actually take charge of the room, which is, you know, I guess you know it's not it's not flattering to Matt Applebaum. Like you know, if if you're Matt Applebaum and you're going out there looking for another job, your your boss basically leaked that you got help with your last one. And you're only here a year. Um, is, well, I mean, is just that imagine, Mike? Just is Im- that Mike McDaniel's way of saying it was his fault that I couldn't use Frank Smith to get the plays in quicker? Because no, I mean, I don't know if he's getting that deep into it, but I mean, it's 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 sort of like it's unfair to Matt Applebaum because Matt Applebaum, being you know as young as he is, and 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 what he's done. And coming into a room with Teron Armstead and trying to be like you know the boss of Teron Armstead, tell him tell him what he's what he's doing. And Teron Armstead could probably teach the whole. <laughs> he could probably teach the class really. Um, so, yeah, but he has no interest in in the the two hundred and twenty thousand dollar a year job. <laughs> oh no, of course not. These the, once you once you've made a certain amount of money, you usually wouldn't want to go back to that. But um, but I mean Teron Armstead could be the the offensive line coach over there and then matt applebaum's coming in the you know and he's he's like he's got guys under him and his charge who 
probably know a little bit more than he does. <laughs> and, um, and, and so that's, you know, that's, that's, but that's the hand that you're dealt. If you're a young coach, you know, you're going to have to deal with that at the, at those early stages of your career and you still got to navigate it anyway. I don't really know how well or how well he was not navigating it. Um, but you know, I, I think this might also just be a testament to the pressure that they feel. You know, they were um, they they really thought they could go very deep into the playoffs this year um, if Tua hadn't gotten hurt. And um, and there's there will be fewer excuses suffered next year uh, than even this year. Um, and so, you know, the pressure they can't wait for Matt Applebaum to to, you know, get his gray hairs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they need something right now. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, that could be, that could be really a testament to the amount of pressure that they're feeling. Yeah. Like, like the, the pressure this year was just reaching the playoffs and, you know, and winning a playoff game. Uh, they get a pass because they didn't have their starting quarterback on winning the playoff game, but that was just the, it was a simple expectation. Make the playoffs next year. They have regular season expectations as well. Like I don't know about mm-hmm. you, but uh, both I and and Simon, like we went, we got, we completely agree. Like the goal next year is to win the division. Like you know, you got to win the division. You win the division, you get a home playoff game. It gives you a leg up to making the Super Bowl, which should be, be begin to become the goal going forward next year. So well, if they're the, if the expectations the start in the regular season next year, if they're the type of team that they're supposed to be on paper, you know, then then you guys, you two are absolutely right. I mean, nothing short of winning the division title, at least, you know, mm-hmm. should be should be on the on the menu for next year for all these guys. Um, and and I think that that's just it, it, it's I, I don't want to say it as as negatively as they dug their own grave. But the, the fact of the matter is they've they they've established what they can do on offense with two at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then they just added, you know, one of if not the most reputed defensive coordinator in the league, yep. you know, and, uh, and Vic Fangio. Yeah. They're so, doing the uh, reverse. They're doing the reverse Broncos. Uh, the Broncos had a great defense and a putrid offense. Mm-hmm. We had a, a great offense and a putrid defense. Uh, so what do we do? We go get the the guru for defense to try to go with our 27 point, a game offense. The yep. Broncos get the guru on offense who oddly enough, his offenses average uh, over his career span 27.3 points per game to go with what was a pretty good defense last year. So they're doing the reverse of what we're doing. I would yeah, say what we're doing is a little easier. Did, like, who's going to be in charge of that defense now? But yeah, I, 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 I agree. Well, they want Sean Desai, by the way, which is interesting, right? Well, we'll see if they, if he gets the offer. And that is obviously um, applicable, you know, that. That pertains to us, to the yes. Dolphins, because if he does not get a defensive coordinator job, I think that the uh, he would be the Dolphins would probably be odds on favorite for him to join uh, in some capacity. Otherwise, mm-hmm. moving on to another guy that kind of makes sense. Uh, the only guy we've heard that they've interviewed in person, uh, they've pro- they've probably interviewed other people via Zoom, uh, which now they're calling a virtual virtual interviews which is kind of odd right just say they just say use zoom and that's it let's just let's just uh, let's just all admit that we live in 
Jetsons society, you know. <laughs> yes. um, and people are too lazy to get on planes sometimes, you yeah. know. But one guy that wasn't we're, lazy we're to get on We've a plane arrived. was, and I'm pretty sure Toron Armstead is is a, impossible to coach, okay? Because, you know, he probably thinks he knows everything, and he probably does. He probably does. <laughs> because there was games where, yeah, we, you know, we, we kind of like our quarterback. We like Tua Tunga Valoa. There were games where Toron Armstead would say, hey, buddy, we're calling time out here. Okay. Mm-hmm. You remember a couple of games against Buffalo, I believe, against the Ravens, where he ran up to the line and goes, Hey man, there's three seconds, call the timeout. And we and you see that he motioned for the timeout. Well, there's one guy that he's mentioned on video many a times. And he credits for his most of his success. And it stands to reason it's been the only offensive line coach he's known. Dan Rashar actually did interview for the job here. Obviously, that's a Teron Armstead shout out, right? Uh, like that's well, his guy. Well, yes, but also, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't matter that much if you know Rishar isn't isn't also um, a, a very capable uh, wide zone you know style offensive line coach. By the way, or, also uh, up for the Denver Broncos offensive line job. Uh, well, of course, well, of course, of course, he would be. The, the, that's the, it's, yeah, the, the reuniting with uh, Sean Payton, and that's that's the primary competition for Miami. I think that this is the guy that Miami probably wants. Um, he's taught. I mean, I've seen I've seen coach clinics that he's run. Um, you know, on on outside zone, on wide zone running, and or wide zone offensive line play. Um, he's a he's a perfect fit, and. He is what they fired Matt Applebaum for not being, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, this is this would be a, a great fit for them. Uh, but who knows if they, you know, uh, which is going to sound more appealing, uh, going to Miami or and reuniting with Teron Armstead, or going to uh, to Denver and reuniting under uh, Sean Payton and play, or coaching under Sean Payton again. I think another phone call is going to have to be placed to Stephen Ross to come in with his checkbook once again. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Could be. <laughs> yeah, it could be something as simple as that. This is a a guy who is sixty two years old. Do I got this right? Uh, let me, I think let so. me look him up. Yeah, he's sixty two years old. Thirty six years in the National Football League. That's a pretty good thing, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so thirty six year coaching veteran. Yeah, like that's exactly what what the the doctor ordered, right? Uh, 10 seasons with the Saints. 10. So he's seen it all. So, yeah. Like, it's obvious he's probably the guy that they want. All right, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we'll talk Super Bowl. Uh, there's some there's some tie-ins to the Dolphins here. But first, these words. Do you have a water leak and can't find where it's coming from? Are you dealing with water or mold damage in your home or business? Then call Water Cleanup of Florida at 954 579 for immediate assistance. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and their team is prepared to handle all types of leak detection issues. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. After the leak has been located and repaired, Water Cleanup of Florida will then clean, dry, and fully restore the damaged areas. Water Cleanup of Florida is fully licensed, insured, and certified to provide the one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. There is no need to bring in other contractors. They will handle the entire project from start to finish. Service areas include Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone at 954-579-0356. That's 954 954- 
579-0356 or visit their website at wcufl.com water cleanup of florida if you have the schmutz they have the guts say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to Three Yards Per Carry. And we're back. Chris, there's a, there's a big game on Sunday. You're aware of this, right? I'm aware of this. I unfortunately am not going to be able to do something like really cool or funky, um, you know, uh, because I uh, just family circumstances don't work out that way, unfortunately. So I'm going to be watching it at home by myself, uh, you know drinking a seltzer or something i don't know like but yeah a seltzer <laughs> not a fan <laughs> of these not a fan of these alcoholic seltzers Ugh. except okay, for liquid death oh no that's not alcoholic it's not an alcoholic seltzer no liquid death is it's mountain water <laughs> right it is, it is, yeah, it is it's flavored water. mountain water some good mountain water fizzy but not not an alcoholic seltzer you don't like hard seltzers? That's even creeping into like the breweries nowadays. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I, I, I just I can't do it. Like it's not for me. Uh, I kind of the Seagrams are okay, but the Trulies and all that stuff. Now watch Truly call come calling tomorrow for our sponsorship, and I'm gonna be on this podcast telling you how great Truly really is. But nah, not a fan. Not a fan. Mm. I'm I'm just beer and bourbon. The older I get, I'm I'm pigeonholed into those two things: beer, beer and bourbon. bourbon. Yeah, and, and not much else. So oh, this wow. game is happening. Uh, like, there's nothing we can do to stop it. <laughs> okay, it's gonna happen. And Brandon Graham was asked. Believe me, they've tried. <laughs> yes, Brandon Graham was asked. Was asked. Um, you know, who do you expect uh, to meet in the Super Bowl? He said that after practicing against the Miami Dolphins for for it was actually one day. He said two days, but it was one day. Second day got canceled because our entire. Um, I guess this could be revealed now. Our entire wide receiver room was sick, which is saying something, you know. But Brandon Graham said he expected to see the Miami Dolphins in the Super Bowl at the end of the year after practicing with them for a day. I could give you a synopsis of how that went. First team offense versus first team offense, first team defense versus first team defense. 
they played for four possessions. Score was 10 nothing Miami. And the Eagles had one first down. Three sacks. That's that's good, right? That's pretty good. Dolphins had a touchdown drive and a field goal drive and in their two possessions. So it was a beatdown. And then the second teams, it was 10-3. It wasn't that much better either. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, of all people, led a successful touchdown drive against their second unit. And Gardner Minshew threw an interception that set, that set up another field goal. And at least they did drive it down to get a field goal. But it was 10-3. So if you're adding that up, first team offense against... You know, the first team and the second team versus the first team and the second team, the final score was 20 to 3, Miami. So, Dolphins kind of dominated. Uh, how close are they to these teams? Because if you look at these teams, Kansas City, man, it's it's Mahomes. He's he's an alien. Like his mistakes go for 15-yard completions. And you see it all the time. Like he he'll make a decision that is not the best decision, but he has so much arm talent such a gifted player that he'll find a way to make it positive. And of course, they have a fabulous coach. They have a good offensive line that they have playmakers on defense. Chris Jones is a hell of a player, but then you go to on the other side and the Eagles, they have a formula. It's a pass rush and a running game and not much else. Although they do tend to become explosive, although they haven't been in weeks with AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. Uh, where are the differences? Is it just really the offensive line for the Eagles and the quarterback for Kansas City. Well, I, I mean, anytime you're talking about Patrick Mahomes uh, versus Field, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's kind of, you know, Josh Allen, Josh Allen too. You, you give him credit, but he's kind of um, a guy unto his own. Like you, you know, so so a lot of people are going to have the eyes on like either Patrick Mahomes is going to win this game or Patrick Mahomes is going to lose this game. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, um, like that becomes the question. And, um, and, and so, which isn't, you know, fair to Jalen Hurts, but that's, that's where the perception is going to be. But you're right about the Eagles offensive line. They do things that just aren't fair. Um, they give their offensive tackles the least amount of help, uh, in pass protection of any team in the league. Um, and, my favorite stat in football, I hate to interrupt you, but my favorite stat in football, do you know how many sacks Lane Johnson's given up in the last three years? Oh, I don't know. Zero. Yeah, well, not surprising. But the amount of the amount of help that they send them um, is by far the least amount in the league. Like, head and shoulders, the least amount. Like, they're doing things that are different and are unfair because of, uh, because of how good their offensive line is. Dolphins, by the way, Help their offensive tackles the most in the league, uh, as opposed, you know, and and by a good head and shoulders too. And uh, what's interesting about that is, I don't think they were sending all that help toward Teron Armstead. So, so just imagine how much they bailed out. They tried to bail out that right tackle position all year long. But anyway, yeah, and and you know, nothing and. It's it's incredible that like that stat which came out a, a little bit last week. It, I forget who put it out. Who was it that that put out that those numbers as far as who helped the most? I'm not. I'm not. I'd have to look back on it. I I almost want to say SIS, but um, I'm not sure. But some people will say, oh, it's you know, it's a product because of all the motion. No, it's not. It's making your offense right-handed. By by necessity, and that's not a good thing for this this system. 
Like that's not a good mm-hmm. thing. Like sometimes you'd like to leave your, your right tackle out there on an island when you run motion away from it. And we were just not able to do that. So we were we had a successful offense when we had the starting quarterback in. Make no mistake that without him, the offense was not successful. It was bottom five, bottom three, okay, offense. Yeah, very true. All right. So you could say, yeah, with the quarterback, yeah, this was a pretty good offense. Um, some warts started showing up toward the end of the year, and we're going to get into all of them next week when we start evaluating the roster because they became a they progressively became more of a big play offense that was relying on the 70 yard strike rather than mm-hmm. putting together 10 play drives out of necessity. And I think that was a turn for the worse on this offense. Cause I don't think that's sustainable to have to keep relying on 70 yard touchdowns all the time. But yeah, that it's, it's obvious that, it, that that's where it begins. And we're talking about this on only fans. There was a, I was asking around like, is is it normal for the Dolphins to go out there and spend a pile of money on, an, on a right tackle and now have two really expensive bookends? And it turns out that it's actually really, really common, considering that the Eagles have the most expensive bookend tackles in the league. They're spending $36 million in salary on two guys. That's right. I mean, they. I mean, Lane Johnson has been a big money guy forever. Yeah. And then they found, you know, their left tackle from out of nowhere. Like, they never of- played organized football. They find him at a ball or something. There's like you look rugby. big. He was a rugby player. He had not played organized football. So That's the first crazy. time that they taught him how to how to do a kick slide out of left tackle was the first time he did it at an organized <laughs> level. Yeah, it, incredible, right? And now yeah, he makes, I mean, now he makes like but, fourteen million dollars a year. But you you could do a lot worse than with that strategy. Is is you know what I'm what I'm hearing? Yeah. So yeah, that's something the Dolphins have to do. All right, let's let's get into uh, and we'll talk about it next week, okay? And going forward, because this is the last show of, of the season. Now, we'll get into this game very very briefly. One question that I was I was thinking about is this is easily the best brother tandem in the history of the sport, right? Because Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey are better than Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, right? Because Eli wait is a week, what. W- Yes. No? You disagree? No. Well, I mean, with, with, okay, with Peyton, you're talking about, like, maybe the best of all time, you know, or, or second but two, best. But two know. Hall of Famers are better than one, although Eli's going to get in, right? I mean, Eli's going to be in the Hall of Fame, right? No, I mean, no, that's... So those numbers are, I don't know. I know, keep... I know. But, you know, I, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, so I I don't know if I can agree with that. But, hey, these guys these guys are meeting in the Super Bowl, so it's it's a, it's a little bit different, you know? It's, it's yeah. special. And their podcast, have you listened to their podcast? I, I hear clips every now and then. They're great. Like th- their podcast is absolutely awesome, and it and I like their dynamic because Jason Kelsey is like the host, and mm-hmm. and Travis is like the the straight man. Well, <laughs> Jason Kelsey talks all kinds of of stuff on there. He also has a great story about J- Jalen Phillips, which bodes well going forward for Jalen Phillips that he recognizes him. Uh, I, you've heard that story, right? Where Jalen Phillips called uh, called him eyebrows at the uh, the practices. You remember? Yeah, that I, I saw that in the podcast clip. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I kind of like the Kelsey brothers. Like they're both 
in my opinion, first battle Hall of Famers. And if you look at their numbers, they're ridiculous. I think Eli gets hurt here. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, yeah, I could see it. I could see it. In this comparison. All right, let's talk about this game. How does it how does it how does it go down? I guess we could pick it. Um, what do you expect? Because the money is I, you you will never see this ever again. 76% of the money is going against Patrick Mahomes. He's all alone. He's the he's the little underdog this week. He's the the little engine that could mm-hmm. <laughs> this week. Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> the league MVP, is the overwhelming underdog. Although the line is like it's two, so it's I don't know why all this money is coming in on 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 the Eagles, but there's an um, an insane amount of confidence in the Eagles this week. Uh, is it warranted? Uh no. <laughs> okay, I do not believe so. I mean, I I think that um, I think that the Eagles, their game might not might not manifest in a game as big as like the Super Bowl has an odd way of playing out sometimes and or most of the time i think and it's not always like it doesn't always play out according to the story of what everybody thinks like that team's style of play um you know should should happen in the super bowl but but it's always a little bit different and so i don't see the eagles game playing out in this um in this environment so you're saying um, that, that Jalen Hurts cannot win this game throwing for 112 yards like he won the NFC Championship game? Well, I mean, right, exactly. I mean, that's that's the and I, I don't see that. I don't see it playing out quite that way. It's going to be a little bit more harder fought. And you know, at the end of the day, if it comes to a, a drive in the fourth quarter, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it with Pat Mahomes. All right, and I guess we'll pick it. How do you see it? And then I'll I'll give my opinion. I think it's I think it's gonna be like something like a, a twenty-five to seventeen type of um type of game in favor of in favor of the Chiefs. Um that's my honest opinion. Um but you know, they fooled me in the Super Bowl before, so you know, caveat I'm tour. Yeah, the uh, the way I see it is, you know, the, the Eagles are going to want to get to their game. They don't play well down two scores, as it's been evident this year. Um, they played that game against the Commanders. The Commanders had a, a a brilliant game plan, which was just, you know, do to them what they want to do to you. So they smashed it at the Eagles, ran it up the middle uh, all game, essentially, controlled the clock and won the game that way. Uh, the Colts made a couple of big plays, and that's how they had a, a two-score lead on, on, on the Eagles. Eagles did not come back on 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 Washington because Washington has a very good front four, uh, and they got a lot of pressure on Jalen Hurts. They came back on the Colts because everybody comes back on the Colts, but they look different behind coming from behind. Coming from behind, the Eagles looked mortal. If they have a lead, they have a way of just shortening the game to to where. At one point, you're down a score, and the next thing you know, there's only two minutes left, and you need a desperate drive to tie it. So that running game is something, and that quarterback in the running game is something else as well. So it's going to be about who could get their game off first. And I just don't see, and I understand the Eagles have a great pass rush. I don't just, I just don't see them getting to Patrick Mahomes enough to slow down that offense. And I think 
the Chiefs take the Eagles off of schedule and force them to try to score, you know, tit for tat early. And I think that the Eagles probably end up playing a lot of catch up in this game. And the the Chief front run for the entire game and win 31-24. That sounds about right to me. So Mahomes gets his second ring in his fourth Super Bowl appearance already. So that's pretty good. All right. Is it, that, is it his fourth? Is this his fourth? I think it was his third. Is it his third or his fourth? He's been his to third. five consecutive AFC Championship games. His first one that he won was the one in Miami. I was yeah, there. against I, against I, the I, against the Forty ers Yeah, I was there. I covered that one. Um, and then he and lost. And then he lost to Tampa. Then he Miami. lost to, to Tampa. Yeah, and this is his third appearance. So this is his third. So he's lost in the AFC Championship game to Cincinnati and to the Patriots. Of course, how can we forget his first? AFC Championship game appearance oh, was against right, the right, Patriots. Right. Remember, the Patriots right, came back on okay. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so yeah, th- that accounts for the five AFC Championship games. What's more impressive is that all five AFC Championship games were in Kansas City, all five. <laughs> yeah, so safe to say that next year, even if the Dolphins do win the division, they'll probably have to go through Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, it's just always seems that way, doesn't it? Well, it's five years in a row that it's gone that way. So, you know, as you can tell, we're both big Patrick Mahomes fans. And uh, by the way, his all his memorabilia, I'm trying to buy something. Like, if you wanted to own something, would you own a helmet or, or a jersey? I'm a classic jersey guy, so. Okay. Well, get ready to spend about 1200 bucks for an autographed Mahomes jersey. All right? I'll get ready to not. <laughs> Okay, I'm trying to put something in my collection for Patrick Mahomes, and it's extremely expensive. More expensive than Dan Marino stuff, which is saying a lot. Or, or it's saying that Dan Marino signed way too much, and Patrick Mahomes is more judicious with his signature, and that's why it's much more expensive. But You, yeah, know, I, you know, Dan does does give those signatures away. I'm just saying, like, he's, he's, flooded, he's flooded the market, I think, with his signatures. Yeah. Because he works with a lot of, like, he works with a lot of, like, autograph places and does a lot of does yeah, a lot he, of signing. Yeah, he used to be an upper deck athlete and he used to do a lot of signings for upper deck. You know, mm-hmm. and that's why for upper deck he used to sign his name Dan Marino 13 and for the street he would sign it D Marino 13, which is, you know, minor distinction, but I think I got his autograph twice at an Anthony's Cold Fire a Cold Fire Pizza. Like that's also, how much you also won them. one from me on a bet because we bet on somebody on I bet on Chris oh, McCaffrey right. top 15 and he went what 24th? Uh-huh. That was the bet. That was the bet, right? Yeah, that's I, right. Yeah. I said you said Chris McCaffrey outside of the top 15. I said, nah, top 15. He goes in the top 15. And he went what 24th, right? Something like that. Yeah, I think it was yeah, you know, it was 23rd or 24th or something. Yeah. And you won an autograph picture from me. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I now have I now have three Dan Marino signatures. Two of them gotten at an Anthony's coal fire pizza, and one of them gotten by winning a bet over Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, that's it. Uh, that's it, Chris. For five years of three yards per carry. The next time we talk to you people, it'll be our sixth season. Has it been five years already? Can you believe that? It seems like it's been at least 15. 
<laughs> All right. Well, that's it. That's it. There is no more. There is no more for season five of Three Yards Per Carry. The next time we talk to you, it'll be season six. But enjoy the Super Bowl. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Carry. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.